Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Hey Waz. Hey Nick. I never get to start these so I'm just jumping in there on a Friday afternoon. I'm going to let you jump in. Thanks. So we've got an interesting guest today. (laughs) Now you're leaving me hanging. Yeah, that's right. I'm just going to shut up. (laughs) Uh, A couple of weeks ago, we spoke to a different guest uh, that I met in the same circumstance. You've just been bringing all these young men to the podcast, Coxie. I know. Young, handsome men on the podcast. That's not terrible. Wow. (laughs) No. We (laughs) met a bunch (laughs) at a Christmas party. That doesn't sound like the start of it. Very good story for your image. Well, you know, we left really early, so it's not so bad. We were well behaved. There's generally only one reason people leave parties early. Because they were asked to move along. Oh, okay. That's the other reason. I was thinking of a different reason. No. (laughs) Uh, Today's chat was... Poor Andre. Now we've pulled him into this rubbish. (laughs) Typical Friday afternoon. So, uh, we chat to an import today. We do. Yeah. With a great passion. He's just picked up his citizenship, so he's now an honorary Australian. Uh, but young bloke with a lot of passion, doing some really cool stuff in the industry and some really cool stuff with job seekers, like younger job seekers mm. especially, mm. to help them get a start. And it's one of the things that I think a lot of people who have maybe you know entered the trades later in life or out of school – if you don't have experience, it can be really hard to get a start. And if you don't get a start, it's really hard to get experience. Of course. And, and so, we might get a little ranty about that at one point. <laughs> uh, but Andre is actually um, working with people entering, mm. I guess, a new career, but especially in the trades. Mm. Um, he's doing a lot of work with them to uh, to actually give them a leg up and, yes. and equip them to be more able to get a start and actually sort of stand out from the crowd. So, yeah, really interesting uh, guy. He doesn't come from a trade background. No. Um, but he's just seen this gap in the market, I guess, and and come up with a solution to it, which is what all great businesses are about, really. And also a passion, which is something you and I really appreciate. Yeah, we, we like having guests on here who give us stuff about the people that they work with. And, uh, and Andre is very passionate. Uh, he's a pretty funny guy. And he's a little delusional. He thinks football is played with a round ball. But, <laughs> you know, we let that one slide. Uh, like the good hosts we are. <laughs> and at one point he... I think he got confused as well. He thought he was the podcast host <laughs> and started asking us questions. I think he dented your ego there a bit. <laughs> I don't have an ego anymore. I shot it in the head years ago. Uh, but no, great, great chat. And I, I'm pretty keen to chat with Andre some more mm. um, for tradies in business, you mm. know, through the Facebook group and everything else. So keep an ear out for that. We might actually uh, get in touch with him and uh, do something bigger and better with this young man with a plan. Righto, we're chatting with Andre McLaughlin from Job Search Queensland, and that is a snappy background. (laughs) (laughs) Andre, welcome to the podcast, mate. Yeah, I'm stoked uh, to be here, so thank you. I appreciate your your time. You You can't be half as excited as I am. (laughs) 
<laughs> he, he says he's stoked, but he hasn't actually been on the on the interview for long enough to know whether he should or shouldn't be stoked. <laughs> and you haven't listened to some of yeah. your friends' interviews either, I might yeah. add. <laughs> yeah. might, you might all be singing a very different tune in a week or two. So, so uh, now, Coxie, is Andre another one of the young guys that you hit up at yes. your husband's Christmas party? <laughs> He is. There was a few. I'm sorry, I might have tarted myself. How long is the list? It's pretty long. So were you were you cougaring or catfishing or whatever the heck it is? Oh, I was catfishing <laughs> tradies and business. Catfishing, yeah. right? Okay, okay. Uh, Andre, thanks for your time today, mate. Especially on a Friday afternoon, like mm, this is dedication. Unheard of time of day to actually be focused and sounding intelligent, mate. So see how you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try my best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, uh, tell our listeners a bit about who you are and how did you get to be so successful that you're on the Tradies in Business podcast, mate? <laughs> um, so I guess um, I'll probably start from, I guess, a little bit about me. So I've been in Australia for about 11 years. I originally moved over for an Aussie girl, so we met over in London. So like, her name's like Sam. Um, we spent a couple of years there like together, so 2008. So she uh, was on a working holiday visa. Um, I was selling buy to let and commercial finance to property investors. Um, I was made redundant due to the, the GFC. And um, I remember at the time she was like, uh, do you want to come to Australia? Because I need to I need to go back. And I was like, not, not really. <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> what do you mean? And I said, look, well, if I go to Australia, I'm probably going to end up dying. She's like, I don't, I don't understand you. So very ignorant of me. But I thought Australia was like, um, basically like the opera house yep. and uh, movie Crocodile Dundee. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're alone in that thought process. <laughs> yeah, so I basically said to her, look, I'm, I'm going to die if I come over because you guys have got sharks, snakes, <laughs> spiders, and I've heard that your drop bears are like very, very bad. <laughs> oh, they're impressive. Um, yeah, but, but what happened, I, um, I came for a holiday, so I went to the sunny coast, Gold Coast, and just yeah, fell in love with the place, and I can't understand why. More people don't want to want to live there. Well, I can because it's it's quite far away from mm. most of the world, but it's just we like it that absolutely. way, mate. <laughs> <laughs> keeps keeps yeah, the tourists feel, out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel um, yeah, extremely grateful. And uh, probably about two months ago, I was uh, I was lucky enough to get my Australian citizenship. Good on you, mate. So um, yeah, welcome. Yeah, so I'm Aussie now. Um. But I guess like going going back, I was born in a in a place called Chiswick, so West London. Uh, when I was about three years old, I moved down to a place called Basingstoke, which is uh, an hour south of London. Um, that's where I spent yeah like most of my time sort of growing up. Um, was really big into into sport, so um, love like playing football. So when I say football, I mean the round, the round ball. ball. <laughs> football, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, love sport, sport growing up. Um, I was only, I was an only child until about 12, till I was about 12, 13. So I've got a little brother who is, um, I think he's about 26. So you guys can try and work out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, like, so through, through school and went to, I didn't really know when I finished, when I finished school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I went to college, studied business studies, psychology, general studies, um, and I actually spent three years at college instead of two. Mm -hmm. um, probably just 
probably not responsible. Um, <laughs> and then um, after college, so I applied to do business studies at Bournemouth University. Um, I got a letter back from the uni saying that um, uh, like your grades are not are not high enough to, to get into this course. And it's really competitive. So we've got another course, um, which is business information systems management. So I was like, oh, okay, great. It's got business. It's got management. You know, so it sounds like a great course, but it was basically uh, an IT course, mm. um, like SQL. Just Ooh. yeah, yeah. I didn't enjoy it, but I um actually failed my my second year. Yeah, and that was due to I guess uh, a lot of sort of like partying. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> As you do when you're in an IT course and you yes. want to be. <laughs> um, and, you know, like living away from home. So that was like, like the first time. And I basically moved home, uh, transferred to London Metropolitan Uni where I studied um, multimedia technology and, and applications. Ah. Um, so that's more sort of like creative. Yeah. So like website design and um, like animation and things like that. So I enjoyed that a lot more. Mm. Um, and it was easier. Um, and actually, where the stadium was, so I'm a very big like football fan. So um, where the the uni was, it was right next door to uh, to Highbury, to mm-hmm. Arsenal's. So Arsenal's my team. Right. So to their state, so it was great. So I'd always like get to go to the games and and everything. But um, after finishing uni, I really didn't want to get into like IT, and I probably wasn't the best sort of, um, I guess, student. Um, so, you just, you just uh, thinking, missed your calling there, mate. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, big time. Um, so yeah, got into to real estate. So I was kind of like searching, what can I do? Um, where you know, what are the sort of the careers that can make a, a lot of money? And I think when I was looking down the list, there was like real estate. I think a car salesperson, <laughs> um, like doctors, lawyers, um, all that. And I gave real estate. Um, I go. So I've done that for. For about three years and moved into Vitalet and commercial finance. Um, and then, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's that's my sort of journey. And then since I've been in Australia, the roles that I've had have been predominantly uh, recruitment and, and sales. Yeah. yeah, cool, man. So, so you're speaking my language um, and we may have touched on this a bit when we were talking as a mother of Lots of teenagers, but uh, one particularly <laughs> left school this year. Eshays and lads. Eshays and lads, yes. Just got their ears pierced, so they look like real Eshays and lads now. But, um, you know, they often leave school. Kids often leave school not knowing what they want to do. And for one in particular, I thought he might want to be a tradie, but he's had this epiphany whilst at schoolies of all places to have an epiphany that he might <laughs> like to actually try sales. He doesn't want to be in the trades. He wants to try sales. Oh, really? Yes. That's interesting. It is and really you know different. Why wants, you know why he wants to try sales? Probably because yeah. his mother's told him a hundred times he's got the gift of the gab and he can read a room well uh, and, and he should really move into that. He Like you, like you were languaging before, languaging there's wank word alert know, sorry I'm right. like you were saying before um he just wants to make a lot of money that's his goal in life to make a lot of money he'll obviously figure out at some point in time that's not going to make him happy but for now his big yeah. goal is to make a lot of money and he understands that sometimes through sales you can make a lot of money so for him he's really um been on this big emotional journey in the last couple of weeks to find he's found a sales job he starts in january which is really exciting for him but oh, really? 
what's he doing? Sorry, what's he doing? He'll be selling um, floor coverings. So we happen to have a, a neighbour who can help us, and she was very keen to do so because oh, he's a good kid. I, I need to. I need to make my pun. Again. Oh come on, go on. <laughs> well, he's he's going to get laid every week. Oh, he'll be a very happy teenage boy. <laughs> oh, I'm such a child. Oh, he's going to love this episode. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's my point, right? We come out of school, we don't always know what we want to do. Some kids have really got a defined path and it's generally a uni path or there are some kids that come out like one of our elder boys was always going to be a tradie. He was always going to be a tradie. He hasn't actually found the right apprenticeship for him because he's still not sure which trade he wants to move into. But yeah. for most kids um, heading to uni, they have a pretty defined path. The other kids don't and they don't know where to go or what to do and there's not a lot of support for them after school which is a big reason why we're talking to you today Andre. So I guess um, like with my, my day job so I work for um, yeah, Blue Dog Training so mm-hmm. my role is sort of industry engagement industry liaison so there's lots of different like, verticals to, to that role um, and part of it is helping um, like students that are in say year 11 or year 12 um, matching them up with our employers. So really like the, I guess, like the sort of the best talent. I'll work with anyone that, that I can to, to help them. Mm. Um, but kind of matching like the best employers with like the, the best talent. But a lot of the other, so I think we've got uh, probably about two and a half thousand um, students in mm. year 11 years of construction engineering. But there's so many. So when I go into the schools and like do presentations and workshops, there's so many just... I don't blame them because I know I was like that at, at that age, but I just don't have a clue. No. I wonder how many of us actually know what we want to do <laughs> when we're 16, 17 years old. 43. Like, I still don't know what I want yeah. to do. <laughs> bumping around, making shit up. But, but like for, for – I mean, this is a this is a – Tuesday episode, so I'll keep it reasonably family oriented. But for the for the blokes, like most of us, our voices haven't cracked yet, yeah, and and we don't even have hair growing in our armpits. How the freaking hell are you <laughs> supposed to choose like a lifetime career at sixteen years of age? Mm. I think the yeah. the system is a bit busted in that respect, mm. and you know we're still kids, uh, and making these decisions that have the potential to impact us for the next 10, 20, 60 years. And sadly, we see a lot of people in the trades that almost, you know, not so much that they didn't, they don't want to do it now, but it just kind of happened that way. Mm. You know, they just ended up doing something because something was better than nothing, Mm. but it wasn't really thought through. And I, and I, I get the feeling we're going to have a conversation about that with you today, Andre, about, you know, making it more of a conscious choice. Yeah, so do you guys, um, I guess, question for you. Do you feel that there's a lot, I guess, like mature age? Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not used to being asked questions <laughs> on our podcast, Andre. I don't know how you do things over in, in England, mate, but uh, you're an Australian now, buddy. <laughs> oh, oh, Warwick. Hitch up your skirt, darling. It'll be all right. Uh, no, it's good. I like it. I like it. Do you, do yes. you want to yeah, on. Bit, right? <laughs> I was going to say, if you guys find that there's more, um, I don't know, like younger people coming through, or is it more people that they go away, they you know try a few different things, and then they come back and then and then do a trade. So that's actually a really interesting question, and I would say, from my perspective, mostly it's younger guys. You get the occasional sort of 
30, 35. Um, but for the well, most part, it's, it's about my age. Yeah, right. Younger <laughs> kids. Um, but interestingly, speaking to your one of your colleagues last week, he pointed out that a lot of what he was dealing with was more mature age, which is just probably a side we haven't necessarily seen. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, I probably see, and again, it's only through my lens, is mostly younger guys and, and some girls going into the trades, you know, even if they've had a couple of gap years, uh, mucking yep. around or traveling overseas or, you know, working a, a barista job or a barman or something like that or barmaid, whatever the right term is these days. Bar person. Uh, bar person. Bar staff. Uh, bar keep. There you go. That's better. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you know, it's mostly the, the new entrances to the trades are school leavers mm. there or thereabouts um, with a smattering of, of uh, slightly wiser people, my ilk, that, uh, you know, have a like 30-something crisis and go, I'm going to be a tradie. So, what's... It's, it's certainly not a foreign story. No. So people... what, what are you yeah. saying, Andre? Well, well I was going to say that because when I go out and um, like, visit like, employers just to find out, um, you know, like I guess like the type of like, person or, or talent that they're looking for, a lot of them do prefer, um, say, kids that have, say, left school and that have been out of school for maybe two, three years. They've mm. had a bit of like experience they've tried a few things they've maybe got like maybe a car loan or Mm -hmm. a bit of debt and they're like okay right i need to at least buckle down and um and and make something of my life or 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 achieve something it certainly is a different mindset for them at that point isn't it you know when you've got debt and bills to pay every week or you're living out (laughs) of home or something there's a real motivator to get up and go to work yeah yeah definitely so, uh, can I ask you a question, Andre? Is that all right? Of course, yeah. So, uh, you work for the Dog Training, obviously, um, yeah. and then you have this snazzy background, which Coxie and I have to get our own yeah, version. Yeah, <laughs> We need a fan wall. No, 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 you don't get to sit in front of it, mate. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we've got to get our own fan wall thing. We do. Like, that's it. Paparazzi wall. Uh, my my life won't be complete. But it, it says Job Search Queensland, mate. That's your gig, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess I've been working on my, the well, the, originally I came up for the idea about a year and a half ago. So um, right, we'll go back to, I guess, like my recruitment days. So I used to work for a company called Michael Page. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of my role, or the way to, to get to know like your, your market that you work in, is going through lots of different job advertisements, um, find out who's um, like recruiting, and then you get on the phone and then like make the calls, and then you're trying to recruit those roles for them. But a way to to track that information, I used to put it into like a, a spreadsheet um, just to see what what was going on. And then when I went to Blue Dog, um, so my role at, at Blue Dog was like very like it's a, it was a new role. And so I've basically done the same thing for construction engineering opportunities, school-based and first year. And I put that into like an Excel spreadsheet and then I'd send that out to um, about 75 schools. And the feedback that I was getting was that this is, um, yeah, it's it's just just amazing. Um, And I think because I was doing a lot of the hard work for them. Mm. So the idea came, if, if I was getting such good feedback, um, you know, doing that on a on a like a wider scale for like all different industries. So hmm. originally, Job Search Queen, Queensland was called iStrato, 
Um, don't ask me about that. <laughs> <laughs> How many beers did it take to come up with that name? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. So I was talking to like a business mentor and um, she was asking me, she was like, so, so where did that name come from? And it took me about 10 minutes to kind of explain <laughs> what's kind of, I guess, wing it. That it's like different layers and you're peeling off the layers. And she was like, mate, yeah. get rid of it. Breaks <laughs> every marketing rule in the book. It's like three words to tell people what you do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Um, yeah, so uh, so that's where the, the idea came from. So I thought I'd do it for different industries. Originally, it was just a job search engine or a job search aggregator. And then over like the past year, um, I was thinking like how I can have sort of like more, I guess, more of an impact. So how it is now, it's like different verticals. So you've got a job search aggregator that focuses on uh, school-based apprenticeships, first-year apprenticeships, internships, um, and volunteering like, opportunities mm-hmm. and traineeships as well. Um, then you've got resume templates, so free templates that um, that people can download. Oh, hallelujah! Also, yeah, and also pre-filled like templates where um, those are uh, you, like you pay for those, but yep. you just change a few details. And this is the, the bit that I'm really excited about is online um, practice interviews. <laughs> so say for instance, so, so say for instance, um, if uh, say like your son or daughter wanted to have so if I had an interview coming up, um, they can just book in, say, with me or someone else um, like for, for like 10 or 15 minutes. We do an interview. It'd be recorded. And I'd give them like, verbally like, some feedback that, that they can work on. Um, if they wanted a, a longer session, then they'd pay for, for an hour. Um, also, um, there's employment stats. So all the, the jobs that I've, uh, I guess, the information that I've collated, I've put that into... I guess like data graphs, so you can actually kind of see what's like real time, what, what's going on in the, the employment market for I guess like young people and say immigrants and like the unemployed. So really, I just want to help people just get a, a kickstart in in their career. I love this on so many levels, but particularly as a mum with kids that are trying to find their feet and find a job and a way in a direction. And kids don't always relate well to their parents. And sure, I've got the experience, but you know, my kids don't want to sit down and do a practice interview with me. They they just don't. (laughs) What would I know? Seriously, I don't have a clue. But to think that I can fight, there's this space that I can organise that to happen for my kids so that they walk into that interview with a little bit of confidence. And I think what you're doing is mentoring these kids through their process till they get where they need to be, which as a parent is really exciting because they've come out of, and particularly kids coming out of school leavers, they've come out of school where they've had their hands held that whole time and the day they walk out of school, all the support disappears and um, yeah. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. How do I make this decision? Sure, they come to us as parents and ask, but again, they don't really like what we're telling them. So to have somewhere that they can go, to have someone to guide them through that process, who I know because I know you, is actually passionate about the helping people and just so happens to have found a way to do that that you can turn into a business for yourself. But it's the passion of helping them and mentoring them through that process and assisting them to get where they need to be, which actually even helps the employers because they end up with the right candidates. It's just an amazing system. It's a absolute no-brainer. I don't understand why it hasn't been done. I'm sure it's been done on a lesser level many times before. But for me, it's your passion to help that really 
makes your business stand out from all the others? Um, because I'm, I'm in the schools um, mm. quite a lot over over the school year, and I do a lot of mock, mock interviews um, with the students, and a lot of them, I uh, yeah, just yeah, don't really have like a, a, a clue no. about, I guess, like how to like present themselves, um, how to even um, like introduce themselves, like smile, like handshake, eye contact. Um, it's just just little little tiny things mm. that I just need in coaching, and it's um. It's funny, like how many. Well, it's not funny, but it's um, <laughs> like how many are just so scared and, mm. and fearful when you're when you're just doing like a, a practice interview. I've had quite a few people that have yeah just broken down and just started crying mm. just because they're so anxious and, and stressed uh, mm. about the process. So. There's a I could go on for hours about how much I think is missing from this generation, and <laughs> you know perhaps I I'm. I've contributed. Cranky I've got, old bat. Yeah, I sound like it nowadays. Don't, <laughs> don't tell Andre that. He thought I was a nice person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just felt sorry for you yeah, scoping yeah. him out at your husband's <laughs> Christmas party. He felt sorry for me being married to my husband. No. Um, you know, now I've lost my train of thought. Where was it going? Mm, I don't have it. It's the end of the day. Yeah. You think there's a lot missing in the industry? No, I think in kids in general. You know, when I had a, my first job at 13. In fact, I was babysitting long before that. So mm. I built those skills really quickly and quite easily. It was never scary for me. Sure, it was a little intimidating, but, it, you know, it's just part of being a child. So many kids don't even have jobs when they're at school anymore because there's so much pressure to get the good grades and then that doesn't work and we set up this lifestyle of anxiety and stress and too much is going on. So I think there's a bit to be... Uh, that I personally feel responsible for, I think my generation is responsible for. So I'm not surprised when you tell me there are kids that are breaking down because it's just so overwhelming for them. This is the stuff we should be teaching in schools and we don't. Mm. And there's um, there's a big difference between uh, the kids that do have a part-time job compared to the ones that don't because they're so much more like confident because they're able to engage and interact with like, customers and clients. But I totally agree. Real, real so I have another question. Oh, are you sure? <laughs> I thought I'd participate in this podcast. <laughs> uh, so, well, I think we acknowledge that there's there is a gap. You know, there's it's probably harder. Well, it seems to me, looking backwards now, it's harder for young people to get work um, mm. while they're at school. Uh, everyone's busier. You know, the world is changing. A lot of stuff has moved to online. You can't just get a job at your local bakery because there's more of us and there's less bakeries. Um, but I guess uh, it's the old thing of um, if no one will give you a go, how the heck do you get the confidence and the skills? Mm. And I guess part of the solution is your your business, Andre, and what you're doing. Um, but I'm curious to get your perspective, mate, on like how do we change this, particularly as a, as a construction and trades industry, how do we actually change this cycle? <laughs> that is a very, yeah, very good question. Um I think we probably just need to give as much support. I think we need to be doing like more, um, yeah, for the kids and like for, for the next generation. So I guess in like in school, so in years maybe nine, ten, eleven. Um, so I guess like people such as myself, um, you know, going into schools and just you know just running sessions and um, yeah, I guess like employability sessions and just so kids have got confidence. So what what I love, it's very rare is that a lot of the kids nowadays so if they're applying for a job 
they'll just go onto their computer or their mobile phone and they'll be like, oh, I've applied to like 10 jobs. But there's other kids that were actually um, get up off their ass. Oh, excuse like my no, language. No, no, you can. Okay. Yeah, and actually, I don't know, walk to Coles, walk to the supermarket, mm. local news agents. Um, they'll be like face to face with the, uh, the potential employer and they'll hand over their resume. Mm. And I think nine out of 10 times, they might not have an opportunity right there and then. Mm-hmm. But because the, um, like the employer has actually seen them face to face, then mm. um, when an opportunity comes up within a couple of weeks or a couple of months, then they might be the first person that, that they call. They're like, oh, who was that? Um, Who's that young person that, that came in? I'll, um, I'll jump on the phone. And yeah, yeah. So. I just want to say to that, that's the way we got our jobs. You know, all of us did that yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah. employers are really closed off to that opportunity now. And I feel that we've got to bring that back to the employers and make them start thinking about where they're finding their staff. So, for example, you know, with so many teenagers, they're all constantly looking for a job. BCF recently advertised that they had positions vacant. Of course, it's going to be a high... Uh, applicant job because it's a sought after one, particularly in our area. There were 400 applicants. Um, We didn't know there was a job advertised. So my son walked in with a resume and said, can I leave my resume? My name's so-and-so and and I'm looking for a job. And the guy at the counter said, actually, we're not allowed to take resumes over the counter. The only way you can apply for a job here is to apply online. Now, I certainly don't see that in the trades, but I do see it in a lot of bigger employers now. The only way to apply is to do it online. They're, sometimes somebody will take your resume, but they're doing it more because you're there in front of them and they haven't learned yet how to say, no, we don't take them. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I, what I'm trying to say yeah. is I think that uh, as employees, we get too focused on outcomes for the business rather than sometimes being focused on the outcome for us as a person and how good it feels to help a kid get a start or you know kids you finish school you do not have the opportunity to have experience when you finish school you've just had experience in schooling so I can't walk into a sales job or I can't walk into you know with the jobs like fashion shops where they wanted 12 months minimum sales experience for a just jeans or do you know what I mean like how is a kid meant to get that experience is if we're not prepared to say come on in let's have a go let's give you a trial for three months and see whether you start to pick up some of the key elements that you need. So uh, to your point, I think it's really important. Kids have got to get out and give it a go. It's going to build that self-confidence that they need. But I think as employers, we all also need to start looking at how we're finding our employees, what opportunities we're giving. Is there space in our business to allow a traineeship or an apprenticeship or another way for a pathway for a kid to come through? So do you know what? So I think the the stats are, how like 38% of people in Australia find opportunities are through family and friends mm. or friends. So I know sometimes it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. Mm. Yes. So yep. I think that's probably the first place that people should start. Mm. So to leverage off of like who they, yeah, who they know. Yeah. Yeah. And be willing to actually put themselves out there. And, and uh, I guess to go back to that question, I mean, what could the school's, and parents even be doing Andre to to help uh, start to change this with the younger people coming through. Um, I don't know, it probably comes from the top down, so maybe like educating like the like the parents. Um, and I find that there's uh, sorry, I might be going off on a, on a tangent. We never do that. But, um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed from from going out to the schools and going to public schools and, and private schools. 
there's yeah, there's a huge, huge difference. I feel sorry for, um, uh, I guess, like the schools that come from or like the areas where there's low socioeconomic because mm. um, it's just generational mm. um, unemployment and I think like who you're surrounded by is uh, like, yeah, extremely, extremely important. So... Mm. Mm. What's, I'm sorry, sorry, go back to you. <laughs> no, 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 I, I got another question, funnily enough. Uh, <laughs> so what's some of the, the good news stories that you've seen, Andre? Like, like you know, almost a case study, but uh, in the work that you're yeah, doing? I, yeah, there's been, um, yeah, there's been, yeah, there's been quite a few. So I won't, won't mention like any names, mm-hmm. but no. there's a, um, uh, so probably about a year ago, um, We'll just call this kid Andrew. Mm-hmm. So, um, like Andrew was uh, like studying uh, like a cert two in like engineering, but mm-hmm. he really wanted to become like, a cabinet maker. Mm. Um, from doing from doing like the course, he he had sort of like learning like difficulties. So, with the great like practically with practical like hand skills. But on the theory side of things, he'd find it like very, very challenging. Mm. So uh, what we were able to do is um, well, organise for like a, a work trial like for him. So I think he'd done like probably like a week during the, the school holidays. Um, extremely nervous, extremely like anxious, and he's one of those kids where um, you'll be trying to have a conversation, and it'll just be like, "Yep." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like drawing blood out of a stone, mm. um, but I guess like the, the nicest feeling is when he, when he's actually um, he was really successful at the work trial, and they took him on to to a school based uh, apprenticeship. So the company's in in Stafford, and it's been, I guess, a bit of a sort of rocky rocky road because he's because uh, like the theory, mm. but sometimes. I'm not sure if he's got dyslexia, but he'll need to be told like things like a, a few times. Mm-hmm. But what I love is that the company kind of understands, mm. so they're working with him to, um, you know, to, to get this outcome. And they and they understand that I guess our generation and like his generation are just, um, yep. yeah, like more, well, not more, yeah, I guess miles apart. Oh. Really, so. so much yeah. has changed in the time between us and them, really, hasn't it? Yeah. With, look yeah. at us today. We're creating a podcast. There was no such thing. We're using laptops and and computers and um, one of these things called iPads <laughs> and talking across <laughs> the internet. What the hell was even the internet? You know. And our kids are having to cope with this new way of doing things. And us as parents, I recently heard that this is the first generation of parents that are having to educate kids in stuff they know nothing about stuff we've never done before. So I've never grown up as a teenager with the internet. I don't understand it. I don't understand the pressure. And I'm pretty savvy with this stuff. But having not experienced that myself, I can't educate my kids around it with a knowing. I can only educate around it with an awareness. Whereas previously, our parents grew up in similar times to us. Sure, they either had more money or less money or the situation was slightly different. But they had that same lived experience that we then went on to have. Whereas our generation and this next generation, it's very different, totally different. And as parents, it's hard for us to buffer their way through that because we don't really have a full understanding of what it's like to live in their position. Not that I'm ever going to tell my kids that. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's an interesting time. So it does create some challenges yeah. of which you're able to fill by helping buffer that way through this employment process with them. So another thing that yeah. I love is the whole template idea. So, uh, you know, with my background, I can certainly knock up a resume, but it's not necessarily the current way to do it. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, to have an option to be able to have, especially the pre-fill stuff, that is brilliant. So it becomes what the employees are looking for in the first place. That's yeah. that you know. To, it's another way to support kids, isn't it? Finding mm. their way through. Giving the tools. Yeah. What was it that made you realise that that was something that was missing? Oh, it's probably because I was yeah doing it like every like every day and mm. like the the resumes. Um, yeah, that I get from like from kids, uh, from, from students. Because I know most of them, a lot of the time, that like, they haven't done a resume, and mm. I believe that year ten, um, they'll have an English class, and that's when they'll produce their first resume. And a lot of them uh, need some work. Yeah, need some work. So um, yeah, I thought it's. Because sometimes it can be like quite stressful just having to uh, create a resume like from from scratch. So if you've got a template and you can just mm. amend it to, yeah, um, I guess to, to yourself, then it'll just make things a lot easier. And I know that when I was a lot younger, I'm sure I got a template from from somewhere, and then like over the years, it's just changed mm. and that. They're certainly very different now to the ones. Well, I don't think I've, my first job was at Woolworths. Big plug for Woolies. And nice. I don't believe we had resumes. It was who you knew. And my dad knew somebody yeah. in the fruit and veg department. Next thing I knew, I was a checkout chick. And that's how I got my start. <laughs> I could lift heavy things, so I got a job filling shelves at the grocery store. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yep, that was it. What was your first job, Andre? Uh, Maccas. Yeah, yeah good they're great employers. Yeah. We didn't have a Maccas where I lived. Because, yeah, I'm going to leave that one alone, well, it's because, Nicole. It's because uh, there wasn't as many as there are now. There, there seems to be quite a few fast food stores around yeah, the place these that's days. That's true. It, where did you live? Where did you where you brought up? Uh, I, I grew up on the Sunshine Coast uh, in Queensland, and uh, yeah. we had to drive about 35 minutes to get to the one McDonald's, which was Whoa. the one McDonald's in about, it would have been a, probably 40k radius. Really? Wow. Yeah. So yeah. I grew up in Redcliffe and we had all of it. And we were, you know, <laughs> you go up to Caboolture and there was more or over to Sandgate or Deegan and there was more. The, the Sunshine Coast was a bit smaller back then. It was a big country. <clears> it, the, it was not in the 90s. No. Or the 80s. But anyway. we digress. <laughs> See, so, we don't ever go off on a tangent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Andre, future. Future for Job Search Queensland for Andre the Great. Like, what's what's the future hold for you? Yeah, so my my vision is that I want to help impact a hundred thousand like people over the next like three years by twenty twenty three. So, um, what I'd love um, or what I want to happen or what will happen is to be able to have like webinars, workshops, um, and events. So um, there can actually be more sort of like human connection and, mm. and contact, and that I can. Uh, work with people and then grow a team. So at the moment, it's myself and um, I employed a uh, a VA slash computer programmer called like Millicent, and she's been it's so funny because when she came on board, um, I was like, oh, I've, I've done the, the so my website's completely changed over <laughs> about four or five times. 
and I was like, oh, can you do like an audit for me and, you know, just like have a look on, you know, what we can improve and like she came back with like a, <laughs> a long, <laughs> long list, like, like the appearance, like things on the back end and like gradually she's, like she's changing everything and I know that probably my ego because sometimes I think that I can do everything but it's taken me a lot longer but she's, um, yeah, she's been, yeah, like a, a godsend. So, uh, but yeah, so hopefully, um, yeah, grow that team yes as soon as it's possible that's awesome Mm. i can't wait to be cheering on the sidelines for you every step of the way Mm. i'm really excited by your vision and what you're doing especially you know at this time of my life it's very important to me to see people doing the things that you're doing helping kids helping people full stop find a way um because i feel it's really lacking especially in the holistic way in which I think you're doing it. So, anyway, I'm fangirling now. <laughs> yeah, you're swooning a bit. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Professionally swooning. Uh, so, uh, I have a question, Andre, another one. Uh, yeah. it's, my, it's my question. It's a that million I ask dollar guests. question. Yeah. So, mate, if you had a thousand tradies in a room, uh, what's one piece of advice or one thing you would like to say to them? That's a, that's a great question. A thousand tradies in a room. Um, I'd probably say, because um, I know with a lot of tradies or a lot of guys, they suffer from like depression and mental health. Um, so I'd probably say something like, if you are struggling, don't be afraid to, I just like to speak up. Um, so I'd like to... Because, yeah, so many people are not really supportive. So if you've got, like, friends um, or if you if the people that you feel that you can't speak to, mm. um, there's lots of other sort of organisations out there that, um, yeah, that, that can help. So um, just, yeah, be yourself. And then if you need help, just, yeah, just please, yeah, get, yeah, get help. Love so. it. Cool, mate. And I have a bonus question, Andre. Oh, look out. <laughs> look out. <laughs> yeah. How long before before you convert and actually follow real football? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> that's loaded. Wow. Like, like footy. I had a moment though, but what do footy. you determine to be real football? There's so many yes. codes. Yeah, yeah. So which game are you yeah. talking about? Well, I was I was trying to goad him into, no, no, into no. saying what real football Come was. On. <laughs> What's yeah, your which, version? Which, the AFL or rugby league or rugby union or. Well, it depends. Depends which side of the uh, the the street you went to school on, it's whether true, it's league it? or union, and then oh, really? and then yeah. generally AFL would yeah mostly be a southerners kind of sport. Although it's that's not changing a now, well, is it? Well, there's a lot of as a lone AFL supporter in Queensland, <laughs> I don't feel it's changing at all. In in terms of numbers, it's really a southerners and and a Melbourne and Adelaide mm. type sport. So, but you grew up on AFL too, didn't you? No, no, right. no league. Dad's, dad's from Sydney. It was a leaguey. Though <sighs> most kids, I'm, I'm sure I heard this, that most kids in school play soccer. They football. do. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely they do. Yeah, it's frightening, isn't it? It is. We're being invaded. <laughs> and I, I can, I, I, I it's will. like they sent us here as convicts and now they're coming <laughs> and taking the country over again. <laughs> Because they realise what a nice place it is. To <laughs> they went to the Gold Coast <laughs> and sunshine. the Sunny Coast. It was like, holy crap, this place is awesome. 
<laughs> anyway, that's enough of my garbage. I know. We've, we've uh, really gone down a few rabbit warrens today. Andre, uh, if people have listened to this and gone, geez, I want to find out more about this bloke, uh, job search in particular, where should they go to find out more about you, mate? Yeah, so um, you can go to like Facebook. So I'm actually converting my old uh, Facebook um, page from Australia to Job Search Queensland, so I'm going through that process. So um, you can go onto, onto there, Job Search QLD. Um, also Instagram, Job Search QLD. Um, also you can like friend me on like Facebook as well or even like follow me on, on LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, if anyone's got any questions, um, ideas, strategies, if like, any partnerships, then yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all ears and like willing to do as much as I can for, for We'll have to uh, get job search New South Wales and job search Victoria <laughs> and job search. South You're going to be exhausted, Andre. <laughs> He's only twenty or something. He's he very young. It. Oh, I wish. I, wish yeah. <laughs> I was trying to do the maths before. Uh, mate. <laughs> Mate, uh, it's been awesome to chat. Uh, Thank you. I've, I've been inspired you so by your fan wall behind you, so that's that's something I got out of today's episode. You guys have got one as well. Yeah. Oh, it's a piddly little it's thing. It's a bit more. Come on, I put a lot of thought into that printing. It's little. <laughs> it's little. So, mate, thanks for your time today. It's been great to chat to you. Uh, good bit of banter. And uh, I expect we'll see a lot more of you and Job Search Queensland in uh, the not-too-distant future, mate. There's a big need for it. So uh, thanks for everything you do, mate. Thanks, Andre. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesinbusiness.com.au.